morning. My name's Charlotte Drake. I'm a professional support lawyer working alongside and supporting Stevenson Harwood's lawyers and their clients in the firm's finance group. I am joined today by Jeremy Grant, a finance partner at Stevenson Harwood who specialises in debt capital markets. The outbreak of the global COVID-19 pandemic presents obvious and unprecedented challenges to governments and businesses around the globe. In recognition of the profound impact on the UK economy of the pandemic and protective social isolation measures, a number of initiatives have now been put in place by the UK government to try and help support businesses and their workers. On the 18th of March, HM Treasury and the Bank of England jointly announced the COVID corporate financing facility to provide funding to larger businesses making a material contribution to the UK economy. A fund operated by the Bank of England on behalf of the Treasury will support these businesses by purchasing commercial paper issued by them. The facility offers financing on terms comparable to those prevailing in the markets in the period before the COVID-19 economic shock, and it is open to firms that can demonstrate they were in sound financial health prior to the shock. So, nearly a month after the initial announcement, how well is the COVID corporate financing facility scheme working? Jeremy, first of all, could you remind us briefly how this scheme actually works? Yes, thank you, Charlotte. Well, the programme works by having a fund that's been set up by the BOE, purchasing from eligible companies in both the primary and the secondary market, purchasing commercial paper. That's short-term debt instruments, the proceeds of which are used by companies for liquidity purposes. The purchase price that the fund will pay is designed to replicate the price that a company with a similar credit profile would have been able to obtain immediately before the crisis. Issuances are in sterling only, and there is a minimum issue size of £1 million. And the maturities of the commercial paper can range from one week to 12 months. The facility itself will initially be available for 12 months, and as long as that facility is open, issuers can roll over and refinance their debt. Now, eligible issuers will be regular companies. So this is not a program that's designed for banks or other types of financial institution like uh, building societies or insurers or leverage finance vehicles. And the two criteria are that they will need to make a material contribution to the UK economy and have to have been in good financial health immediately before the crisis which would be evidenced by them having a high short-term credit rating as at March the 1st. Thank you, Jeremy. And what's your impression of how well the scheme has been initially received by market participants? Well, I think it's fair to say that it's been generally well received. The BOE has launched similar initiatives in the past, notably during the global financial crisis in 2008-2009. But I think the advantage here is that the measures have been put in place promptly and relatively early in the cycle. And they have the aim of dealing with a a rather different set of circumstances where the causes are perhaps more easily ascertainable and we hope temporary in nature. So this should provide a stopgap to ensure continued availability of inexpensive liquidity for larger companies and generally boost market confidence. In terms of take up, one of the things we haven't mentioned so far is that one of the prerequisites of participation in the programme is confidentiality. So it's difficult to get exact data about who's benefiting from it so far. But we do know from the reports that the Bank of England publishes every Thursday 
that total issuance volumes are going up steadily. And at the time of this recording, had reached 8.2 billion compared to 5.8 the previous week. On the scenes and hardwood side, we've seen a lot of interest from clients and are currently working with a number of corporates in looking at eligibility criteria, adapting existing programs for use under the facility, and indeed setting up new CP programs. So, Jeremy, what are the perceived benefits of the scheme? Well, commentators have been comparing it favourably with, with other similar schemes, such as the, the US equivalent, which is the commercial paper funding facility. And it's been noted that the, the CCFF, the UK version, presents advantages for issuers, both in terms of flexibility of use and uh, the pricing that they can get. If we look at flexibility, uh, the program is not just designed to be capped to the amount of CP that a particular issuer had outstanding pre-crisis and just refinancing that. There is an ability to increase financing and uh, there's a certain amount of flexibility in terms of the maturity date. So the tenor of the CP can be between one week and 12 months, as opposed to the US version, which has a three-month standard. In terms of pricing, well, the price is based on a margin above an index swap rate, which, as we said, is designed to replicate a pre-crisis rate, which will depend on a number of factors, including the particular rating of the issuer. The mechanism is slightly different depending on whether the purchase is in the primary or secondary market. But I think the pricing is generally attractive for issuers, especially as you get towards the longer maturities towards the 12-month end of the spectrum. Conversely, Jeremy, are there some elements of the scheme that have come under particular scrutiny? We've seen, for example, reports that the British Retail Consortium are worried that most UK retailers won't be able to satisfy the eligibility criteria. Yes, well, I think you've identified the problem correctly, Charlotte. The people are particularly worried about the criteria for participation in the programme. So the, the first limb of the criteria is that the company must make a material contribution to the UK economy. This doesn't have to be by way of having your headquarters in the UK or all your business in the UK. It can be a nexus that's established by having a significant number of employees or customers or revenues in the UK. And it can indeed be a UK subsidiary of a foreign group, though in that case the BOE will likely require that the parent company give a guarantee on the commercial paper in order to render the paper pari passu in ranking and not structurally subordinated to other debts of the group. So this is, after all, a UK economy support package. So I think this limb is fair enough. The second criterion, on the other hand, short term rating of A3 or above will obviously favour issuers who have issued short term paper in the past and have already got the requisite rating. Now, there was initially some concern that certain corporates, especially retail companies, as you've said, who have the requisite size and might otherwise qualify, are falling between the cracks because they're too big to use the coronavirus business interruption scheme, which has a 45 million turnover threshold. But they don't have the required rating to make use of the facility, haven't issued CP in the past and are going to have difficulty in getting a rating in the current climate. It's true that some relaxations can be applied at the discretion of the BOE, 
And they, they've said in particular they will look sometimes at long-term ratings if a particular issuer doesn't have a short-term rating, or even look at issuers without a rating if they can get some sort of support letter from a lending bank. Now, the government have tried to deal with the concern by announcing on April the 3rd the introduction of the coronavirus large business interruption scheme. So this is for large businesses with turnovers of above 45 million. And this scheme will involve getting loans from lending banks with 80% government guarantees on them. And that's designed to plug this perceived gap between the CCFF and the coronavirus business interruption loan scheme. But I think owing to various factors, including the involvement of lending banks, this is likely to prove a more costly and unwieldy solution for companies than what is effectively a quick, easy and cheap short-term liquidity stopgap in the form that the CCFF provides. So there may still need to be some further thought around relaxing the eligibility criteria for the CCFF. So, Jeremy, let's assume that a company can satisfy the eligibility criteria. Once they've done that, how easy have clients been finding it to take advantage of the programme in terms of documentation and process? Well, commercial paper is a, a product that's designed to be quick and easy to use. It is, after all, there to provide short term liquidity. So we don't have to deal with things like covenants and negotiating events of default. There are no acceleration rights. There's no listing either. For issuers that have an existing commercial paper program, I think the main things to check will be the dealer appointment. The Bank of England is requiring that a financial institution be appointed to act as an intermediary between the issuer and the Bank of England. An agent will need to be appointed to deal with payments and in order to arrange for eligibility of the paper for clearing in Euroclear and Clearstream. And finally, the programme mustn't contain non-standard features such as uh, subordination or extendability. But once that's in place and the eligibility forms have been submitted, the BOE has undertaken to act quickly to determine an eligibility. And so a drawdown can be done uh, very rapidly uh, with a T plus two settlement. For issuers that don't already have an existing CP programme in place, Helpfully, the International Capital Market Association, the ICMA, have published their standard form documentation, which can be used in these circumstances and indeed is the recommended form of documentation for use in this programme. As we said, there's no listing, so no prospectus will be needed. And while we'd usually expect to see some sort of information memorandum on a usual commercial paper programme, in this case, again, we don't think one will be required. So the documentation will be to all intents and purposes similar to a regular bond issuance or a medium term note program. You'll have a dealer agreement between the issuer and the dealer, an agency agreement with the agent, a deed of covenant to give rights in the clearing systems, a global note and, if necessary, a guarantee. And we've been working with clients to put new programs in place. Usually we'd expect the process to take a month or so, but in the circumstances that can be accelerated down to perhaps one or two weeks. Thanks, Jeremy. If you'd like to find out more about the COVID corporate financing facility or commercial paper, or you'd like help in conducting a preliminary assessment of whether your company might be eligible to participate in the facility, 
please speak to one of us or your usual Stevenson Harwood contact. Since the recording of this podcast, the Bank of England have published some changes to the operation of the COVID corporate financing facility. Early payment of the commercial paper will now be allowed. Borrowers wishing to use the facility beyond the 19th of May 2021 must provide a supporting letter committing to restrict capital distributions. And names of users of the COVID corporate financing facility and amounts drawn will now be made public. 